Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. So why watch that movie talk? All right, listeners, we have a movie talk for you. Two very, very different movies. I mean, you probably couldn't get any more different. One's in a corset and one's inside of a vehicle that turns into an an Autobot who's trying to save the world. (laughs) So let's start with The Chaperone, which is a sneak peek. Coming out soon to theaters all around New York on the 29th and then in LA. It's coming out around April 5th. And from there, we will see it expand. So it may be in a theater near you. This is coming at us from PBS mm, and BBC. mm, This is Masterpiece, of course. But it's a film. And it's theatrically released. But it has a very familiar cast and certainly a very familiar screenwriter. We've got Michael Ingler, who's directing it, but Julian Fellows wrote it. Mm. Julian Fellows, who was that, who was that? Oh, come on, Downton Abbey, Gosford Park. You know, all the wonderful moments you've spent biting your nails, watching PBS and watching Downton Abbey. It's based on Laura Moriarty's book, and it stars uh, Elizabeth McGovern. Who is that? That's the mama in Downton Abbey. You know who she is. Uh, Haley Lou Richardson is also starring in it. Now, you're going to get performances in Komodos. She's sitting there looking at you dancing, Miranda Otto, along with Blythe Danner whipping in and whipping out. uh, Not the mother you would want. But uh, Campbell Scott's also appearing in there. And then if you don't know, you're going to know. Geza uh, uh, Rohrig is also in it, a German actor who plays Joseph. Now listen, we both got a chance to see this. Uh, the critic's going to give you a quick plot review, thoughts, and we'll just let you know whether you should see in the movie theater or not. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to dance around this plot, so things will be left out. Now, it all starts in Wichita, Kansas in 1922. And the focus is on Louise Brooks, played by Haley Lou Richardson, who in real life became a flapper icon and silver screen sensation. But at the start of this film, she's a 15-year-old student with a dream. She longs to become a famous dancer. Now, this is quite the surprise for a girl from Wichita. However, her mother, Myra, played by Victoria Hill, as a pianist and art enthusiast herself, has similar sensibilities. So despite the expectations of society, especially Wichita society, Louise and her mother conspire to get her to New York City for the summer because Louise has been given the opportunity to to study at the Denishon School of Dancing and Related Arts, which trained the legendary Martha Graham, among others. However, in order to be able to do so, Louise must have a what? Well, you know what? She's got to have a chaperone. But just what kind of responsible Kansan woman would be willing to go with a teenage girl to New York City for the summer? 
Mm. Well, the answer to that question comes in the form of Norma Carlyle, played by Elizabeth McGovern. However, unlike Louise, Norma isn't some sort of free spirit. In fact, she's a wife, mother, and society matron who's never broken one rule in her entire life. So just what causes her to volunteer so impulsively to be Louise's chaperone? Well, what happens is that she sees Louise dance, which unlike the other society ladies, transports her. Also, Norma has a past to contend with, which is tied to her childhood as an orphan in the care of nuns in the city. And Norma has thoughts of her own. For instance, when an acquaintance of hers announces that she and her husband, they're gonna join the KKK. Yeah, you heard that right. Norma has no problem speaking her mind on that count. Even still, you have to wonder, just what's gonna happen when she and Louise arrive in Manhattan? Will Norma be able to keep the irrepressible Louise from getting swept up in the restless, reckless spirit of the time? And what will Norma discover about herself as she faces her past, including the shocking thing that happened in her marriage that she's tried to forget? In addition, will Louise be too much even for New York? And will the way Louise embraces life inspire Norma to loosen her comparatively uptight exterior? Surprises abound as these women discover who they really are and begin to chart the course for who they will become. And in keeping with that, over the course of the film, they must find ways to navigate their relationships with men, both for the good and for the bad, within the confines of their society. Plus, in the end, each woman discovers that she has not only something to teach, but also something to learn. And 20 years after their trip, everything has changed for both of them. Oh my goodness. Ref, do you want me to review or you want to start things off there? Well, I'm going to just say this because I'm sure you're going to go into detail. This is BBC. This is PBS Masterpiece. This is being released in theaters. And the biggest question you have to answer, listeners, is this something that you're going to want to spend your money on, even though you're used to watching it on your TV? Yes, Downton Abbey's Julian Fellows did write it. Yes, you do get Downton Abbey's Elizabeth McGovern. Yes, you do get corsets. Yes, you do get costumes. But the question is, if you love Downton Abbey, is this also what you're getting? I think the critic's going to answer that for you. For me, it was not. And he's probably going to explain why. <laughs> okay. So just as the ref is saying, hey, this is exactly what you'd expect from Masterpiece's first feature film release. Period piece, period music, period costumes, whatever else. The king of period. (laughs) The main characters have opinions that are ahead of their time that makes it easier for contemporary audiences to relate to and root for them. Check. Like you said, Julian Fellows is here. You get a dramatic script from him, but of course there's occasional wordplay that punches up and pokes fun at how things back then contrast with things right now. However... The story has deeper roots when it focuses on Norma. Louise just isn't as developed, not even close. Now, you know what I think, Raph? I think the fix 
would have been adding more layers underneath Louise's carefree exterior, uh, even considering that devastating revelation in the final third of the film. I mean, look, the movie is bookended by historical notes about Louise, so she shouldn't be neglected. However, yeah, it's called The Chaperone. And in that role, Elizabeth McGovern gets to replicate her best moments from the entire run of Downton Abbey, plus a tiny bit more in under two hours. Even still, hey, does this have the heft to warrant going to a theater to see it? Look, watching it as a TV movie is one thing on PBS, Spending money to see it on the big screen is quite another. So here's my recommendation echoing the ref. Hey, if you want to find out what the typical masterpiece experience would be like in a theater, then the chaperone, okay, that should do the trick. Otherwise, watching it at home one weekend, it will be there soon at some point on PBS. That'll be fine. Mm, Now, we also got to see... Uh, the new release of the DVD Mm. of Bumblebee. Mm. Now, remember, we reviewed this back in December. You may have... You couldn't avoid seeing the posters everywhere. (laughs) We know that this is a spinoff from the Transformers. It's it's the first spinoff. And not going to be the last. I do know that for sure. Mm -hmm. It is directed by Travis um, Knight, if you remember. And it is written by Christina Hodson, who also did the story. So we've got a female there with a female antagonist, Haley Steinfeld, um, along with John Cena, George um, Lindelborg Jr., Jason Drucker. You got Pamela Adlins. She's popping in there when she's not had enough from her other show. <laughs> along with other folks. Um, of course, you know, Angela Bassett's, you know, in there, so you just got to recognize that you do but we're talking about the dvd and the uh the blu-ray the ultra high d they've got combo packs out there they also have a lot of footage that the critic is going to tell you about for the dvd now remember this is michael bay's world question is does it translate to the small screen oh now as the ref said it uh she reviewed it so check out whywatchthat.com for the full experience that way. I just got to say, just quickly, look, we see how Bumblebee arrives at Earth. Why did that happen? What was going on huh, back at home with Optimus Prime and the Decepticons and all of that? You get that. We see how he loses his ability to speak. We see what comes of that. We see this relationship with Haley Steinfeld's character. We see that. And of course you get a whole bunch of fighting and stuff, okay? Now, just on my TV, (laughs) the Transformers still look great. They always have, they still do here. I loved, Raph, the whole 80s vibe. I love the nods to Transformers, the movie, the animated movie, if you haven't seen it. Yes, they nod to that. The music, the hair, the clothes, and you get featurettes that even uh, ref, they go through how they pieced all of that together. So that was nice. I love seeing Alf on TV. I love seeing Mr. T cereal. <laughs> yes, I you loved all of that. Child of the 80s to know. <laughs> <laughs> so look, was it corny? Yeah. Was it imperfect? Yeah. But so what? And I got to say that Bumblebee is my favorite Transformer. And it, you know what? Moments of it, ref, I was thinking of Wally even. 
the way yeah, they did it. It was beautiful. Uh, so that I appreciated. And along with all of these different featurettes, here's what you're going to get, everybody. You get deleted and extended scenes. Yeah. You get some outtakes, which is really John Cena acting crazy. So check that out. That was fun. You also get uh, with, uh, and this is in limited supply, you'll get a little comic book, a physical one. And in the featurettes ref, there is an animated kind of comic book as well. That was interesting. But I got to tell you that when they go through the Bumblebee, how they put all of the different Generation 1 Transformers stuff into this movie, I found that fascinating. I found the whole thing about setting up the 80s fascinating. I thought all of that was wonderful. And you get even more. So if you are a Bumblebee fan, a Transformers fan, I would say, hey, you're going to get some goodies here that you aren't expecting. And even if you're not, if you're unsure of, even when you're seeing in that open Cybertron scene, who are all of these people? They got a featurette that tells you that. Oh, isn't that amazing? <laughs> so it is uh, available digitally now, right, Ref? But yes. it comes out in all of these combo packs on April 2nd. Ooh. It sure does. Now, question to you, Ref, or excuse me, Chris. <laughs> I would be talking to myself. It, uh, do you prefer the Blu-ray experience versus the HD experience? Uh, it, it depends uh, on what kind of system you have. I'll say that because uh, if you get the Ultra, uh, the 4K Ultra HD, yeah, you, I do want to caution everybody. Make sure your player is compatible. Ah, okay. So that would be your question between the two because the combo packs are the same. It's just, are you going Blu-ray route or the 4K Ultra HD? Also, I'll tell you, the digital packages now are comparable. They're really good. You get the same kind of featurettes. So it's all about seeing what system you have and what's best for that. Excellent. Now you, again, can catch that coming at you very soon. April 2nd is just around the corner. And again, it's available digitally now. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.